Welcome to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Tony Conley. Thanks so much for joining us. We've got a great guest for you today. Todd McCracken is the current president of the National Small Business Association. He recently, as recent as Thursday, spoke at the Michigan Business Network Speaker Series, and it was great having him there. Todd, how are you? We're good. I'm back in Washington. So I can only be so good. Yeah, well, we were glad to have you. Heard a lot of great things about your visit there. Tell us what the National Small Business Association does. We are what we sound like. We are an association of small companies that advocate on behalf of the whole small business community nationally. We were founded over 80 years ago, and we've been doing that work this whole time. Talk a little bit about what your thoughts are about how we in the media cover news that's relevant to small business and how we cover not only your association, but small business news in general. Well, it's hard to paint a broad brush because, as you know, there's so many different media outlets and ones like yours that have a really different perspective from some of the bigger ones and the national ones. But I think in the main, what I worry about and small business coverage is that it's often feast or famine. I mean, we get a lot of attention when they're like during the financial crisis or during the COVID shutdowns. And then we kind of get forgotten about all of the rest of the time, except when there's some bright, shiny toy. We're always perceived as, you know, the media wants to cover the latest, hottest thing, which is some tech startup or some new app or something like that. And those are all great, but that's not really where our small business bread is buttered, if you will. Most of the innovation that happens in our economy comes from small businesses, and most of the innovation is not primarily high-tech. It's new business processes. It's all kinds of things that make us more productive to come to small companies. And it doesn't feel sexy, so it's hard to get the media to really look at those things. How many small businesses are there approximately in the United States, and how many people do they employ, roughly? Well, they employ, I always start off with the number of companies, because it depends on how you count. That's the hard thing, is you know you, you got to decide, are you counting every person who files any kind of a business tax return? If that's the case, it's nearly $30 million. But if you're talking about companies where that business has a location, and where the business itself is the primary source of income and livelihood for the owner, you're looking at about $12 million. And then, of course, there are people who say, no, you have, you know, we only count the ones that have at least one employee or whatever. Then you get down to like seven million. But, anyways, any way you slice it, it's a lot of business. The vast majority of all businesses are small, and they employ about half private sector workforce. So it's approaching 100 million people who either own or work in a small company. And how do you define a small business? Well, again, <laughs> depends on why you want to know. The mm-hmm. uh, Small Business Administration has lots of programs, and there are also various procurement programs at the federal level, and they define it by sector. So your NAIC code depends, you know, controls your size. But for our association purposes, we say it's 500 employees and less, which sounds really big to the company that has five employees, but to the company that has 300 and is competing against companies with thousands, they think they're small. So where you stand depends on where you sit. But most of our companies, the vast majority of small companies have fewer than 10 employees, and our average member has about 17 employees. Todd, how many businesses did we lose due to COVID, and how many jobs do you think were lost? You know, it's hard to know. It really is. There are not good stats on that yet. There will be. All those statistics, unfortunately, are very backward-looking. We don't get good data until it's past time when it's actually usable, unfortunately. But we definitely lost a lot of companies, and we still are. I mean, I'm still seeing companies that were able to make it through the pandemic itself, the core of the pandemic, but we're left so shaken and vulnerable that they've since closed. So I don't think we've really seen all the full implications of it yet. 
How do you think the government handled that, not only from a health perspective, but just the information we're getting now, COVID shots don't stop you from getting COVID. Really, what we're learning is that if you're a little bit older, susceptible to illness or to getting sick, they might help you from not getting a sick. So all the things that we did are starting to be proven that maybe they weren't as beneficial. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, that is true. But I also remember when we were sitting in it when it was two and a half years ago, and there was just no information. And different governments made different decisions, and it hurt a lot of small companies. But yeah, honestly, a lot of the small companies made those decisions on their own as well and decided to do a mass mandate to come in their stores, to require employees to distance from one another, et cetera. And going back and looking at it, would they have done the same thing? I don't know. I don't know if they, we would have or not. So hopefully we can take these lessons and have a more efficient response the next time something like this happens. Todd, when we come back from break, I want to ask you about the Corporate Transparency Act. We'll do that next. We're talking with Todd McCracken, who is the current president of the National Small Business Association. I'm Tony Connolly. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. rates for a home equity line of credit? Ask for LaughQ. Stop in today or go to LaughQ.com slash home equity. LaughQ, your credit union for life. Welcome back to Media Business. I'm Tony Conley. This is the Michigan Business Network. Of course, we're talking with Todd McCracken, who is the current president of the National Small Business Association. And Todd, just so people know, what's the difference between the Small Business Association and the Small Business Administration? Well, that's a pretty big difference. The Small Business Administration is a government agency to help small companies. So their flagship program, they guarantee loans through private banks. They run the small business development centers through chambers and universities and provide a number of other assistance programs for small companies. We are a private association. So we are funded by our members and we advocate for small companies and try to connect them and be a networking hub for them as well. Big story that has been in the news has been the Corporate Transparency Act. Talk a little bit about that. Well, it's been in the news because regulations to implement that law just came out a couple of weeks ago. And it's a new law that is for the first time going to kind of federalize all the rules around holding a company and creating an entity of any kind, LLC, a C corporation, you know, what have you. And it's going to make everybody that has one of those entities register it with the federal government specifically, make sure that data is kept up to date. And so anytime any of the information changes, you have to change it within, I believe it's 60 days. And it's not just basically who's the owner. It's they want their home address. They want a copy of their driver's license or passport. They want to know their social security number. And they want to know everything about them. And they want to know when any of that changes. And it will go into this giant federal database to enforce potential crimes like money laundering and so forth. But you want to talk about 
you know, swatting a gnat with a sledgehammer. You know, this is a sort of a dragnet to pull in all this business information that they don't need because there are other ways to get it. So we're trying to fight this thing because it can put a lot of burdens on small companies that don't even have time to describe. When you stop and really think about what it means, it's really crazy. But it's also a federal overreach. I mean, the incorporation of companies and all that has always been run by the states. I mean, a lot of most of these entities have no interstate commerce. There isn't a role for the federal government here. So we're really concerned about it from that perspective also. So, but the deal is every company has to start complying by January 1, 2024. And the penalties for a mistake or not reporting this information are significant, which including, you know, jail time. I mean, it's a criminal penalty for violations. So we're really worried about it. A lot of this information to catch the real bad guys, you know, the banks already have, the federal government has through other avenues. They just need to coordinate better and actually figure out how they're going to use it. A, and then B, this new rule literally only impacts the small business community. Exempted from these provisions are companies with more than 20 employees and more than $5 million in revenue because they assume they have their information some other way. So it really is only targeting small and startups. Why do you really think this is being done? Well, I mean, as many of you know, when you go into the bank these days or have for the last number of years, there's a lot more information they ask for than they used to. And it's a thing called know your customer. And that really is their first foray into trying to gather this kind of information so they can, if there is a crime or there's a money laundering or something, they know who to go after. Because the banks are worth that's you know, it's where the money is, right? And so that made some sense. Some of the banks said it was too burdensome. And really the large banks got behind an effort to shift that burden from them to the small business community. And that's kind of why this is happening. So they hope to get out from under those rules once it's fully implemented on the backs of the small business community. And we don't think it makes any sense because so many of the entities that people control, you might have an entity that holds the real estate, other entity that holds other parts of the business, and you've got to report independently for all of those things. Many of those entities aren't even, don't even have bank accounts. They don't even have access really to cash. I mean, what matters is how the money flows. So that's only the banks really have that information, but the banks are trying to get out from under that. And that's kind of why this is happening. Tom, what I'm afraid of is it's going to be yes and. I mean, I think what's going to happen is the small businesses are going to report and they are not going to let the banks out from under those regulations. So it's going to be both. Where in the process is this act? Well, it's passed Congress. And it passed more than a year ago. And it is in the process of being implemented. So this organization called FinCEN, the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, which is part of U.S. Treasury, is tasked with enforcing this. They've issued these regulations for how it's going to be enforced, and it's going to start January 1, 2024, like it or not. Well, how can you fight it? Can that be repealed? There's only two ways it could be done. One, we can have Congress repeal it. And hope the president signs that bill. That seems unlikely because it passed by a wide margin on a bipartisan basis in the first place. The other avenue potentially is through the courts. And we do think there could be some traction there because we think a lot of the underpinnings of this law could very well be unconstitutional. So that might be the likeliest route forward. We're talking with Todd McCracken, who is the current president of the National Small Business Association for our final segment when we come back from break. We're going to talk to Todd about what can be done by the governor and by other entities to help build small business. I'm Tony Conley. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network.
Physicians Health Plan is local. For 35 years, we've been a part of your community, and we take pride in helping you get the coverage, care, and personal service you deserve. Go to phpmichigan.com for more information. We're the health plan that works for you. Welcome back to Media Business. I'm Tony Connolly. This is the Michigan Business Network. We're talking with Todd McCracken. Todd, it just seems that small business has just been getting hammered the last yep. few years, whether it's the act you were talking about, whether it was COVID, part of President Biden's plan to supposedly mm -hmm. strengthen the economy is to hire 70,000 more IRS agents to find folks who are not paying their taxes. What's your take on that? Because from what I understand, some of the reporting is that this is really going to hammer small business. That is our fear. I mean, there's some of that money is needed because the IRS really is inefficient and their systems are up to date. If anybody's tried to call them and have a simple question answered, you know that they don't get a response. So we think some of that is needed, but more than half the money is not dedicated to system improvements and hiring personnel to help taxpayers. It's directed out of enforcement. And we are worried that the, what I call the low-hanging fruit for enforcement are small businesses because they don't have tax attorneys in their employ, and they're more likely to be faced with an IRS agent and say, you know, what does it take to end this? Because I don't have time to do an audit. I'm trying to run a business. Whereas the big companies will fight them tooth and nails. So small companies, unfortunately, wind up being the targets. That's what we're really worried about. It just seems like it's so difficult for small business to function. And we don't like to get political on this program, but it sure seems like it was easier for small business to operate under the Trump administration than it is the Biden administration. I don't play games with names that way, but certainly every year there's more regulation on small companies. And I would say that the magic to improving a lot of small businesses is to reduce regulation and improve access to funds for growth. I mean, cash is king for small companies and it takes credit or some sort of investment to grow a company. And so those are the twin pillars, right? Is it sort of get out of the way and don't bother them about nonsense that doesn't entail running their business and try to make sure they have access to the credit and the capital they need. Both of those are kind of in short supply right now with rising interest rates for credit and then increasing federal regulatory burden. So with these regulatory burdens, with the lack of investment, with those challenges with credit, mm -hmm. what's this mean? Well, it means that small companies truly are the engine of the U.S. economy. It's not what it could be, right? I mean, sometimes we lose track of how really relatively unique the small business community in the United States is in the world. I mean, it really does drive the economy. It's what's made this economy the biggest and the strongest in the world. And we can't lose sight of that fact. And every day that we don't allow that small business community to flourish is a day that we're slowly ceding ground, I guess, to our competitors and what we ultimately could be. So why is this being done? I had a friend who I told you were coming on the program, and he wanted me to ask you this. Why is this being done? I think because the policymakers are not looking at the big picture. For the most part, like if you look at the regulatory side of things, folks are looking at their little lane of they're trying to improve some part of the environment. They're trying to improve, you know, some sort of safety program. And they're not looking at what the overall implications are, but that a small business owner is having to comply with 
all of these rules and regulations across the board. And that it's usually the owner, him or herself, that does the complying. And every minute they're spending trying to figure out some new rule is a minute they're not teaching a new employee the business, that they're not reaching out to a new customer, that they're not innovating in their business to grow it and make it more efficient. And that's just the reality. But the folks who are working, they don't see that. They have you know, a hammer, so they're looking for a nail. Todd, a final question for you. From what you know, how are we doing here in Michigan with small business? You know, overall, I mean, Michigan has seen such an amazing economic transformation. I mean, I'm talking about over a long period of time, not talking about the last year or two, but from the type of economy you used to have to the sort of the innovative and much more small business focused economy that Michigan has today, it's really promising. I don't know enough about the details of a lot of the regulations in Michigan, but I do think that the government will just, you know, get out of the way and make sure there's capital. (laughs) There's no telling where Michigan can go because the tools are all there. All right, Todd, for small businesses in Michigan who want to know more about the National Small Business Association, where can they go? Well, the best place, I guess, to go to our website, which is www.nsba.biz, B-I-Z. All right, right, Todd. We appreciated you being in Michigan. Appreciate you being on the pod, and we'll stay in touch, sir. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Good to meet you. Thanks a bunch. You've been listening to Media Business. I'm Tony Connolly. This is the Michigan Business Network.